Uncaged. Uncaged. A show celebrating thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the world of commerce tomorrow. And now, please welcome our host, Bant Breen, as we begin another Uncaged episode. Today, we're speaking with Will Hicklin. Hey, Will, how are you? Hey, Matt. Great to be here. It's great to talk to you, Will, and I'm excited to learn more about what you're working on right now. Will is the Chief Growth Officer at Easy Workforce Software. This is a company that is helping digitize your workforce, bringing efficiency, effectiveness, and easiness to workforce management, which is a lovely challenge for all of us. And I'm sure that Will's going to show us how they've fixed it and solved it for all of us. But before Nothing we get says excitement for <laughs> the workforce management software, right? Yeah. But before we get there, yeah. Will, tell me a little bit about yourself and your career. Sure. Sure. Happy to. Um, I, I, I think to understand kind of how I've gone through my career, it's, it's best to know a little bit about how I grew up uh, because it has absolutely colored my career. And, and I frankly never... I learn more and more. I'm 56 years old. I learn more and more every year about how that the way I grew up has, in, has impacted my career. So um, I'll just share a little bit about that. First of all, I'm competitive as hell. I grew up playing every sport on the planet, and uh, my first love was hockey. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, so I, always, I, I played at Miami. We chatted a little bit about Miami University. Uh, I, I've, I always played team sports. I preferred the team environment. I preferred uh, working in teams now in my career and relating with people, I think is, uh, and getting the best out of teams is really in my power alley. Um, so understand that I'm, I'm a product of my upbringing, not just because of that, but because my, my father was an engineer first, later into, into M&A, he uh, worked on giant complex projects all over the world. So we were able to travel and, and spend a lot of time in some pretty wacky places like Tehran until the revolution sent us out of there in London after that. Sydney, Australia. And then of course I'm from Chicago, I say. So I bounced around to and from Chicago a couple of times. And I've been on the East coast most of my, my uh, adult life now. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my dad, uh, one of the projects he worked on was um, he spotted an opportunity to put companies together and create another company uh, to, to build submarines for the Australian Navy. Mm-hmm. And he took that company, went and did a project with the Navy. And, and it was, a, I think about a $5 billion project. So Wow. He spotted the potential to make connections where none existed and, and that there's opportunity there. And that lesson always really stuck with me. Like, and I asked him a million questions, like, how did you know you could actually do this? And, there, and, and how did you know you could actually build a submarine? You've never done that before. Like, uh, it was fascinating conversations that stick with me today. And I still get to talk to him about it because he's still, you know, doing great. He's 85 yeah. years old. But um, one of the sayings he had that I love, and I, I think about it all the time is, the difficult we can do immediately, the impossible just takes a little bit longer. And right. I think of that all the time because I like taking on difficult challenges. I, I, I get bored easily. I really want to take on difficult challenges and I want to be the one who thinks of, you know, finds a way to make connections and solve problems. Um, but as you can imagine, living in some of those areas where we did, I'm traveling and learning how to kind of conduct myself and manage through very, very foreign environments, even, even some that got hostile after a time. 
different languages, cultures, and so on. It was just, it's how I grew up, right? So I- uh, You're going to have to tell me how you played ice hockey in Tehran. <laughs> started, started, started a hockey league. It was that That's simple. Amazing. Yeah, That's amazing. Yeah, it's that simple. Um, but, you know, this is, of course, has shaped my career. You know, I've worked for some of the biggest companies on the planet, biggest software companies on the planet, like, like SAP and CA and so on. And I've worked for a handful of startups. And, and uh, I started one from scratch and bootstrapped it before, before getting some funding and so on. And I worked for a couple of early stage companies, which is a little more like I would like an easy workforce. But what it, what it really comes down to is I feel like I've kind of gotten the best of both worlds. But I, I love the dynamics, the fast paced environment of, a, uh, of smaller companies where everyone makes a difference. Everyone can make decisions. Impact is immediate. It's, it's evident. Uh, that's a lot of fun to me. I love that idea of applying the learning and the experience you've had from being on teams to obviously the working world. And I'm just curious, you know, now you're at a company that's so focused around people and, you know, this, that the workforce management area, tell me a little bit about how this business is evolving and what you guys are up to. So, you know, it's not a sex area of technology, but it's incredibly important for just about yeah. every company out there. It's a massive market. You know, it's it's over ten billion dollars. Uh, it's growing fast. Uh, the 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 sad part is that you know I think this space has been dominated by a few big players, and they've built you know big complex technology that's available to big complex companies who mm -hmm. can spend a lot of money on it. And the 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 um you know the mass market of companies has been grossly underserved. You know, it's either too complex or too expensive or doesn't fit. So. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we may, easy workforce software, we may be the biggest workforce management company that you don't know, that you haven't heard of. Uh, you know, we have more than 11,000 customers. They range in size from, you know, literally less than 10 to, to you know, 10,000 employees or so. Um, and, and we manage, we help customers manage the time and attendance and time off and leave policies and scheduling and things like that. So it's an unglamorous piece, uh, yeah, piece of the technology business, but it's incredibly important. Um, Besides not being served well um, in, in being dominated by larger companies, it means a lot of companies still need this technology. They've got something that doesn't quite fit right, um, but it has, um, it has an immediate benefit. It, mm -hmm. reduces, it reduces a lot of time and expense that's involved in tracking employees' time and calculating pay and making sure they're paid accurately and on time. Um, it's a, it's a very cumbersome, you know, it's, it's a, it's a nuisance, right? It's a nuisance to do I the mean, job. It's so fascinating yeah. because I think this whole industry that easy workforce is in has evolved dramatically throughout the multiple digital eras, let's yes. say, right? right? And I remember, you know, when I was an intern in college at a law firm and, you know, we had to log in every yep. second of our times, right? Yep. That was so critical at a law firm, right? <laughs> and it was so painful to do it. And then I remembered my first job and I remember the poor guy who had the job of making sure timesheets were sent in. Yep. Everybody hated this poor guy. Yep. It, it, you know, yep. I, I always felt so bad for him because it wasn't his fault that he had no. to collect the timesheets, yeah. <laughs> but and so obviously things are changing and evolving. And, and I can't but help but think 
I mean, what an interesting moment where we now have people working at home in these hybrid environments. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, tell me more about how you guys are tackling those types of challenges. You know, it's interesting that the, the traditional way people think of like the time clock on the wall and put a punch yeah. card in and everything. And yeah, that's all gone to biometric screening and, 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 and that type of thing. And, and we, and we do that. Right. But, but uh, um, you know, thumbprint check-ins and retinal scans and, facial recognition. So, you know, that it's like, it's like going through the clear line at the airport, you know, that all still happens for the, for the the hourly workers that are in facilities, you know, that still exists, but there are a lot of markets now where the you know, people are virtual, they're field-based, they're working from home, all of that, where you need to both verify their identity and mm -hmm. keep track of all this stuff. So it's, it's not a matter of just simply putting, you know, your hours in a spreadsheet or something or logging into a system. There's a lot more sophistication to it today. There are also a lot of a lot of laws around this, a lot of regulations, um, and it's becoming a far more regulated area in how you capture and track employees' time and how you validate that it's them. Uh, mm. It's it's kind of fascinating in that way, technology-wise. Under the hood, it's pretty geeky and fun, but but uh, the real the real benefit isn't the technology; it's that you're making some people's lives simpler in the company. You have to take care of this stuff, and the employees feel less disrupted. They feel like this is more of a normal course of how they how they you know work day to day. They can trust how they're being paid. You know, we're, we're partnering to do things like provide uh, early access to pay so they can get paid instantly instead of waiting a couple of weeks to be paid. Um, there are some creative things going on in this space, um, but really it's about making everybody's lives a little easier, make employees feel more comfortable, more valued, um, and 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 th those who have to administer the stuff and actually calculate payroll. You know, making their lives easier so that there's there's less opportunity for error and yeah. people can be productive. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing, which is when it's not a nuisance, when it's not in a kind of a what I would call is like an additional ritual in a way, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, it just seems it comes across as more seamless and just part of your natural way of doing things. It's just, it's no problem. It makes complete yeah. sense, right? You know, yeah. your business, we got to track all of these types of things. Well, listen, Will, let me change gears a little bit and sure. ask you a little bit about the last couple of years because you, know, you joined Easy Workforce right in the heart of the pandemic. And yeah. I just would be curious, yeah, what an interesting perspective you have on working at a dynamic company, a growth company, at a moment like in, in the middle of 2021 and how things evolved and what are the learnings there? I think the most interesting thing about this is that um, you learn as a candidate for roles like this, mm. that what you relied on before that was one of your, that, that may have been some of your strengths, you have to reevaluate what your strengths really are and how to convey them during an interview process. So I'm interviewing for a C-level job I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. in board meetings with the company, right? And you know, you're used to having a presence, a physical presence when you meet people. And, yeah. and that presence makes an impact on people. Yeah. Good, positive or negative, right? I'm imagining you're a big guy if you played hockey at Miami University. <laughs> I'm 6'5. <six>, yeah, <laughs> so, there you go. There so you uh, go. uh yeah, but but it, it does make you reevaluate, like, you know, what. What are my what is my value to this organization and how do I communicate it? Um, you know, sometimes being in you're so we're so used to being in front of people when we evaluate roles and they evaluate us that you don't think about that a lot. It was very different to have to step back and reevaluate that. Um, I was also prepared. I figured I'd you know, have to put a mask on and travel to go to go do this, but 
we really went through just about the entire process virtually. Um, now the, the, the private equity group that owns the business mm-hmm. um, had some pretty strong referrals to me. You know, that's how they, they found me initially, but uh, um, you know, it wasn't like a blind job, job application. So there, there, was, there was a lot of trust there from the beginning and some people had recommended this group to me as well. Um, and I, I think the fit was also ex- exceptional. So the, you know, that, that period of interviewing and deciding on a role was very different and it took some real, real soul searching to figure out how to do it. Um, so that's the first thing you said, what was different? That, that was incredibly yeah. different. Um, no, I mean, I've actually thought a lot about that and uh, which is that we hired a ton of people during the pandemic. And mm-hmm. certainly I think actually there's something quite interesting about the fact that you don't have that physical presence yeah. of a person, you know, mm-hmm. people that I thought were going to be really tall. Finally, when I met them, I found they <laughs> perhaps weren't so tall. Not- you know, the funny thing for me, I guess, because of the way I situate my camera, new people that joined the company thought that I was really short. They thought they were like, yeah, the way you put your camera, we thought you were probably like five one and I'm six <laughs> three. You know, okay. so they were shocked yeah. to meet me. <laughs> you know, they were like, so it's kind of strange. I think that the beauty of the virtual interviewing thing, I think, is that it does force you to perhaps focus on the content of the person's character. Maybe I don't know. Absolutely. I mean, that's what I, I'm going to say. Had, yeah. had an interesting conversation not six months ago with with another colleague, and and we both very quickly around this topic, we both very quickly arrived at it exposes some bias, doesn't it? Yeah. So, um, and, and bias can mean a lot of things. I don't mean to take it to, to any particular type, but, but we all have bias. We know that, right? It just, yeah. the way you grow up, the way you experience things, et cetera, we have a bias in how we view the world. And, and you do have a bias when you, when you meet people, you, you relate them to your previous experiences. And, you know, like you said, some people looked at you through, through video and assumed you were short, right? Yeah. So they're biased because of some experience, or you know, maybe the camera angle, or uh, who knows what. Yeah. They they just made a judgment. They you know, thought you were probably short. Yeah. And it turned out to be wrong. But it's interesting how some of these seemingly harmless biases that that we are discovering through some of this, like how can you not not expect them that maybe there are other biases that uh, that we have That's that a great point. we're we're not confronting. Yeah. And again, not not to get on a soapbox about it, but it really it's really interesting because in a in a harmless way, it is exposed not just to me and you, I think to a lot of people is exposed. You know, we actually do have a little bit of bias here. Where I assumed you were short, I assumed you were this or that, or because of your experience in another company, because mm-hmm. we're communicating in different ways now. I think yeah. we learn different things about people. Yeah, no, I think it's a really interesting process. And tell me about, I mean, how you guys have operated as a business. I mean, are you back in the office yourselves or how are you functioning as a company? Well, the company is headquartered in Southern Florida outside Miami, in suburban Miami, um, and has been for 10, 11 years or so now. Uh, Most of the employees are in South Florida. We are expanding the company. We've hired people in other parts of the country and even a couple other parts of the world. we are still, we're in a hybrid mode with, with office space right now. So we right. are actually moving to a larger, nice, new, beautiful space. And, and we're in a temporary space um, that can only hold some of the employees anyway. So it's kind of forcing the hybrid model, whether we want to or not, it doesn't, it kind of doesn't matter. We're, we're, right. That's the model we have. So um, employees are cooperating to kind of coordinate days they can be in and out because 
there's only so much seating and cubicles and offices and that kind of thing. Uh, so that, that's how we're doing it. We're, we're balancing a, a hybrid. I think most companies are now. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we really are leaving it up to employees. If they want to be in the office, they can. Um, and if they don't want to be, they kind of don't have to. And yeah. No, I think that's there. smart. I you know, look, you, you know, you're working at a company that says they want to make people happy. Yeah, I think that's probably right along with the culture. So, Will, you know, we're again finding ourselves in interesting times in 2022. I would imagine that, you know, if you'd asked me at the end of last year, I was so excited about this year because I was like, oh, this is everything's going to go back to normal. It's going to be amazing. And man, uh, 2022 has had a world of surprises for all of us. But I'd just be curious to see what you guys are thinking about for the back half of the year. Uh, we're, we're fortunate. We're a company that's hit the hockey stick and we're growing like mad. You know, I, I'm thrilled about that because it was my job to kind of lead us, lead us into, into hyper growth. And, uh, uh, and we're doing that, right. And we have a lot of people who are contributing to that. So that's exciting in itself, but, but, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, we've built a model that's incredibly efficient. We sell efficiently. Um, we implement, we onboard customers efficiently, and we support them efficiently, and it's done entirely remotely. There's some customers we work with, you know, in person, but for the most part, it's remote. And and the, the software, you know, being cloud-based, et cetera, was all all intended to be that way anyway. So very efficient model. Um, you know, the market's still growing like mad, even in kind of uncertain times like this. Yeah. Companies are still looking to to automate. They're looking to save, you know, cut operating costs and so on. So the the market's good for us. I think we've got the right operating model. Um, the right go-to-market model, uh, you know, we, we have, you know, hit some, hit some real strides. We're substantial in size. I mentioned we have 11,000 customers. There's a lot you can do when you get to be our size and we're not a little startup, right? Um, so that, that's exciting. The, the other thing yeah. is I've got, coming into this role new, I've been here for, I don't know, 14, 15 months or so, um, actually 14 months. Uh, I, I, I mentioned teamwork and liking to work, you know, collaborate and work in teams. That's how I evaluate the opportunity. I, I look at it and say, can I work with these people? Can I enjoy working with them? Yeah. And will I learn something? Right. And ultimately I did pick this job because I felt I would learn from a few, a few individuals in particular, um, particularly some of the, the, um, uh, some of the senior management team. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm fortunate. There's a founder CEO in place, Sino Joes, who um, is, is very sharp. He was one, one of the original founders. Um, and there's a, there's a board and investors that know what they're doing. They're mm-hmm. experienced. They know how to operate a business well. Uh, so it demands that I continue to get better. It demands that, that I be creative. It demands creativity in the business. And, and, uh, and it demands a lot of energy and the ability to lead others. So for me, it's kind of a dream job. Yeah. No, I love the way we were talking about it. You found yourself really coming on board, working with a team that you like working with, and then really accelerating that growth strategy mm-hmm. and plan. And what a great opportunity. And certainly, I would say that you're in a space that no matter what industry you're in, everyone needs to work with a yeah. workforce solution. So yeah. it's a great one. And I also, you know, it's funny, you talked about some of the types of SaaS tools that are out there, it's kind of interesting to see the inflexibility of some of the other, you know, players in the market and the way that they price Mm -hmm. and the way they operate. And that I think it really does open up avenues for exploration with potential other technologies like yours. So, you know, I, I, yes, I agree with that hundred percent. I will also say, 
that it doesn't mean we've figured it out 100% either. Yeah. Uh, there, there are tons of opportunities to disrupt markets and to just radically change them. I don't know that we've radically changed anything yet. I think we're excelling and doing really well. I think we've built great technology and we have an efficient model to get it to market, help customers be successful with it. But I'd love to see us figure out a way to make this just the most incredible experience for customers it could possibly be. I yeah. love for us to be uh, not just the the workforce management company you've never heard of because we're you know because because we, we don't advertise a ton, but you know with eleven thousand customers, what I'd like us to be is that company that actually disrupted, uh, changed the way customers expect to be to expect to work with technology providers in the market. Right. Um, I think there's tons of room to do that, and that is regardless of the 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 technology or what the solution does. I think the way you engage, the way you work with customers, the way you support customers is is so stale um yeah you know, there's an expectation level you have to maintain i love that topic and uh, i mean in my heart i'm very much of a growth focused executive mm -hmm. and i'm always thinking about that idea and every once in a while you come across business models that seem to be doing it i'm fascinated by slack even now yeah. because yeah. i love the idea how you know a small group in a company can just sign up and they just get going and you know that can then spiral yeah. into an, a massive enterprise deal over time i've always thought that's a brilliant model like that's so clever in comparison to these companies that still try to sell these ridiculously massive enterprise yeah. solutions, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. you're absolutely right. There's a ton of disruption that's still out there to be had, Will. So we can all make it happen this year and in the near future, hopefully. Uh, Will, thanks so much for being on Uncaged today. If someone wanted to reach you and learn more about what you're working on, where's the best place to find you? Uh, I can, I'll give you my my, uh, my social handles. LinkedIn is the easy way to find me. My, my profile is Will Hicklin, H-I-C-K-L-E-N. And my Twitter handle is at Will Hicklin underscore. Uh, I love, love to connect with people socially. I, I, I uh, like your example with um, with Slack. I think the the real lesson there is they made it super easy and frictionless for people to create virtual networks. Yeah, and it's the network effect, right? And and we've got some of that with social as well. Um, it's not as easy to manage you know small work groups and that kind of thing, but uh, to connect socially, absolutely. So those are the two best ways to get me. Um, and my email is whicklin at easyworkforce.com. I am happy to connect with people all the time. Excellent. Well, Will, thanks so much for being on Uncage. We've been speaking with Will Hicklin. He is the Chief Growth Officer at Easy Workforce Software, uh, which is basically digitizing your workforce, bringing efficiency, effectiveness, and easiness to your workforce management and hopefully putting a smile on people's faces. Oh. <laughs> so that's great. Well, Will, thank you so much for being on the show. We look forward My to having pleasure. you back. Thank you. Cheers. I really appreciate it.